At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I've got a quick question for you. For me or for the audience? For you. Okay. I've been thinking about this for, I don't know, randomly throughout the last day or two. Okay. What is the opposite of devastation? Elation. Elation. That's good. Man, you came up with that right away. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Is that a perfect? I mean, devastation... I, I mean, if you're thinking about sports specifically, right? Mm-hmm. I guess it's kind yeah. of just regular life too, but, yeah. you know, a devastating loss. And then you have, you when you win, you are elated. It's yes. feeling elation. Is that good? Yeah, that's perfect. So let's begin this new segment. Elation or devastation? Well, okay. Minnesota Vikings fans, at the end of the season, at the end of the regular season, Feel elation or devastation? Is there a middle category like, <laughs> <laughs> like indifferation? Oh, okay. <laughs> That's not a word. But elation, just... <laughs> indifferation, or devastation. devastation. I mean, I will say devastation would would be if they have a. This isn't Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl moment. To yeah. choke away against the Lions. Now, the bright side, the odds that the Lions are playing for anything down the stretch might be low. They're probably going to have the division wrapped up. So we might sneak out a couple wins if we need them. Um, mm. I don't know. I mean, we're, I don't know that we'll feel elated either. Yeah. You know, because, like, even if we make the playoffs, like, it'll be exciting. But at the end of the day, we know we won't have much of a chance to win. That's the battle, man. That's the internal battle. Like, at what point does it even matter? If the Minnesota Vikings make the playoffs. Well, I think it matters because I was thinking about this. I think, mm. you know, we we talked about like, you know, when week three, four, five, like when you're this bad, it's worth it to try to get a low pick, right? Yeah. Once you're past the point of like, no matter what, like the worst or like the best pick we could get is in like the, you know, I don't know. Probably. 
probably a little lower than that, right? Yeah, probably closer to like ten or right. right? Yeah. If we lose out, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, we could yeah. finish six and eleven and get a eight, nine, ten, eleven pick, and we probably won't lose out, right? But in theory, and that at that point, what's the difference between pick ten and pick sixteen? I don't know. Maybe pick, a franchise quarterback. It could be right. It could be. I mean, you'd have to trade up. You could, There's but a you could. Difference. Yeah, but you could trade up. Right. There's a definite difference, but it, it's more than likely probably not a life-changing difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, I mean, so I think they should make the playoffs, try to make the playoffs. They should want to make the playoffs. Um, we, we should want it, right? At, at a minimum, it just gives us another Sunday to watch the Vikings, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, hang out with some buds, watch some, you know, guys throw the ball around. A <laughs> but yeah, so I guess... I, I think they're gonna pull it off still. I have faith. So I guess we'll say elation. Mm. Okay. You're a believer. I'm a believer. But I I didn't mean to run over the A topic. And the A topic is obviously the Minnesota Timberwolves not making it past mm. the first round in the NBA in season tournament. All we do is lose around here. Man tell you what even though they're number one in the western conference Mm -hmm. by a game or two the fact that they didn't make the in-season tournament finals or quarterfinals or whatever i'm devastated it is interesting their setup and i think people actually kind of care about it which is cool really a little bit i'm not saying like the players or the fans the fans oh because, like, Wolves fans were upset the Wolves didn't make it, right? Really? Okay. A little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little, little butthurt. I'm not saying they're, like, crying over They're not devastated over it. They're not devastated. No. Yeah. Um, but the format does kind of stink in terms of you, you get four games. And, like, the Wolves finished three and one and looked pretty solid, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't make it because of the point differential thing. I've seen a lot of players complain about that aspect because it's like you're beating somebody, but then – you have to think about, do we try to beat them more so that we can make the in-season tournament, right? It's kind of a weird... I know, I the counter-argument, how else do you decide a tiebreaker? I don't know. In a four-game mm-hmm. pool play, like, you know, that's kind of the way that, you know, starting in fourth grade when we start going to tournaments, right? Pool play, it's point differential. Who beat who by more? Yeah. So I get it. That's probably maybe the best solution, but it is kind of weird to just quick play. Like, the Wolves seem like they should be a team that's in it, right? Like, that's just... But that's the way it goes. You know, you didn't beat the Kings and you didn't win by enough points in the other games. So, um, no, on the positive, you should feel elated here. Mm, you should feel elated, elated. that yes. the Wolves did not make the playing tournament. You want to know why? Why is that? Our two extra games, did you see who they're against? Yes, I did see that. The Memphis Grizzlies and the San Antonio Spurs. Couldn't ask for a better draw. No, <laughs> I'd rather play those two than right. Obviously, go to the in-season tournament and play like the Bucks and then the Knicks or something or whoever. Right? There's some that good could teams. be a huge difference at the end of the season right. because if the Timberwolves win those two games versus maybe the two worst teams in the Western Conference, you know, there's an argument the to be made West, for yeah. another bottom feeder in the Western Conference, um, like the Portland Trailblazers or something. But right now. Those are the two bottom teams in the Western Conference. Yep. If you win those two games, that might be the difference between – I mean, of course, there's the NBA in-season tournament thing, but that could be the difference between playing the Pelicans or the Lakers in the first round. And I don't even know which team I'd want to play, the Pelicans or the Lakers. 
Um, but but even just think about seating longer term, right? Yeah, right. It's not, yeah. it's not like this team is a you know early two thousands Lakers team where it's like it doesn't matter what seed they're gonna be, they're gonna make the playoffs and they're gonna be scary, right? Yeah, the Wolves are not that team. They should. They need to be the highest seed they possibly can because that's gonna matter for them, right? Two games yeah. might be the difference between the one seed and the two seed, right? You're mm-hmm. you're ahead of Denver because of those two games that you hopefully win, take care of business, or you know maybe the two or three seed if we fall off a little bit or whatever. So that yeah. mean, or or even if you want to think a little more tragically or devastatingly, Ooh. right? The difference between a four and a five seed where instead of hosting, you now you're on the road because you had to play, you know, so it is worth, right. It's nice that it turned out this way to play two just absolute trash teams and hopefully they take advantage. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Are you now fully bought in 100%? Are you fully, are you a believer or are the Timberwolves a deceiver right now? Where is all the, the what is the best case scenario for the Minnesota Timberwolves in your mind? I well, so I'm more a believer than a disbeliever for sure. Mm. Um, I think they could hold on to the one seed. I think that's possible because yeah. I think they are a team that's hungry to try to win every game. Mm-hmm. You know, Ant's not somebody who's sitting out back to backs. Gobert has a lot to prove given last season. He is really. You know, he's defensive player of the year candidate and he's playing like it. Yeah, Talent is a lot. To pr- we have a team yeah. full of guys that have a lot to prove, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for once, it seems like they're actually backing up with their play and not just their mouths. That's been yeah. kind of the issue last few years, mainly with Towns, but other guys too a little bit. Um, but here's the thing. They have a lot to prove in the regular season, but once it gets to the playoffs, every single team has a lot to prove. So... Maybe right now, because the the Timberwolves are playing so freaking hard, because they have a lot to prove, maybe things will balance out a little bit more in the playoffs. That's what I was going to say. I I see this team hanging on to a one, two, or three seed, with the one seed being realistic. It's possible. Yeah. But, right, the playoffs, the inexperience, the, um, you know, Ant as a kind of unproven, I mean, he's, about as proven as you could be at his age, right? But in the playoffs, again, different. When you see a team potentially seven times the things that they can do defensively that they just don't put the time in the regular season, mm-hmm. um, you know, they get they do they scout and they do all this stuff, but their game plans for the regular season are pretty generic because they don't they don't practice. They can't practice these things. Playoffs when you see an opponent seven times, you need to win four times, right? It's they dial in on exactly what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our defense will hold up. I think that's legit, but our offense would scare me a little bit um, that they could just take away Ant or at least attempt to, right, make life really difficult for him. And we wouldn't have the kind of follow-up answer every game to make a big run. So, right, second round exit, that would be probably a decent run, right? You you mm-hmm. hope they get out of the first round, but like you said, it's not a guarantee, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't see the team getting past the second round of the playoffs. It'd be hard. I think best case scenario is second round in the NBA playoffs. And maybe that's a little harsh, but I let's say the Timberwolves are the number one seed in the Western Conference. You're looking at a second round. Well, maybe they can get by the playoffs. 
You're looking at a second-round matchup of either the Oklahoma City Thunder or the Phoenix Suns. And I'd rather face the Oklahoma City Thunder yeah. in the second round than the Phoenix Suns. But we'll see what happens at the end of the year. We'll see if the Oklahoma City Thunder even get past the Phoenix Suns in the first place. But I love the Timberwolves. I love what they're doing so far this season. Mm-hmm. But there's this little part of me that's skeptical about how far they can go when it comes to playoff time. Just what it is. Well, and to be fair, though, I feel like the one thing that fans never, and why should we be realistic and understanding, right? You know, you said the, the ceiling is probably a second-round exit. Well, the ceiling is the roof. At a, to a certain extent, right? How many teams? <laughs> how many teams make it to the conference finals? Four, right? Right. right. <laughs> like four yeah. out of thirty-two. So it's not like you could be. There's plenty of great teams that have had second-round exits. Like it's not like it's, you know, it's not like it's easy to just be a conference final. Like the expectation True. of like to get there. Well, yeah, they should be in the mix to get there. You know, else Mavericks lost as a number one seed to the eight seed. Right. Golden State Warriors with led by Baron Davis. Right. We believe, right? Yeah. We believe Warriors. So mm-hmm. my, so the, that is why, you know, the teams that are successful are the teams that end up in the playoffs year after year, typically speaking, because they don't always win, right? They they have to make it three or four or five times to get that perfect run where the stars align, they win their series and they move on and move on and move on, you know. But there's other times, you know, even the Nuggets, like they got eliminated earlier in playoffs before last year right Mm -hmm. you know and then last year was their year so (laughs) i'm not as bent out of shape now if we have you know an ugly first round exit well yeah that's going to be a disappointment Mm -hmm. you know if you lose to the eight seed or whatever you know or if even in round two if you get swept you know that feels different it's like that shouldn't you know that would be kind of devastating you know but if you lose a six or seven game series in the second round to the suns let's say with durant and beal and Booker who have been to the playoffs before. Yeah, you're disappointed, but it's not going to be like devastating or like, you know, it just, it, that's just sports, right? Someone has to win. Someone has to lose. You have two great teams. Like there's variance there. So mm-hmm. I, I don't get too bent out of shape usually than those kind of things. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the real meaty topic of this podcast. But first let me tell you about Hoakland farm. <laughs> Oakland Farm has rotationally grazed 100% grass-fed Hereford beef. This beef is sold in quarters and halves, and they also have custom sample packs so you can try before you buy. This beef has no medications or antibiotics, and you can get 20% off your first order. All you have to do is tell them you heard about Oakland Farm on the Minnesota Tim podcast. All you have to do is contact Jared at 952-491-1541 and tell them you heard about Hoakland Farm on the Minnesota Tim podcast. That's 952-491-1541. You can also check out their Facebook page at facebook.com backslash Hoakland Farm. And if you have any questions, you can email Jared at hoaklandfarm2012 at gmail.com. Okay, Jacob, I love your name this morning. Mm. Dobbs, Hall, Mullins, Parachka. <laughs> I love it. I didn't even notice right away. Like five minutes into this podcast, I noticed the Parachka at the end because I read the first three or read the first one. I'm like, oh, I know where he's going with this. 
But then I continued to read, and then I saw my name on there. Well, it, that's where you're mistaken. I'm not talking about Tim Parashka. I'm not talking about, about Tim Parashka. Steve. Steve. I, I've seen Steve sling that mini football. <laughs> I, I'm just at the question has to be asked is just give him an opportunity. Give him an opportunity. I mean, I've seen him throw that little the football with the flat side on it. Mm-hmm. I've seen him sling that thing around. Yeah. I've seen him sling the one that's like the football with like and then it's got like the <laughs> like the whistler one that has like the Whatever yeah. you'd call it, I'm like the, I don't even know. Like, it's Whistler, yeah. It's it's got, got like an airplane on the back of it. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, yeah. It's got kind of the pipe and then the little wings mm-hmm. in the back and yeah, the front yeah. part, the football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've seen him. I mean, if you could throw those kind of footballs, an NFL football, I'd imagine it would be, you know, my bread. favorite throw Easy that he ball. throws when he, now that he's sixty eight years old and doesn't have much of an arm anymore is when he he like lean sideways, have the ball <laughs> like this, and it just kind of like hook shot it over his head to get distance on it without hurting his arm (laughs) well and that's good for you know potentially getting sacked right we basically saw Dobbs do that same thing on monday so Mm -hmm. yeah monday night so yeah he's just practicing and when you're getting sacked that you might have to do that because your left side's getting tackled yeah (laughs) give me 10 chances in the nfl and how many passes do you think i complete are we talking like with full on linemen trying to come get you. Yep. Full defense. But best offensive line in the NFL. Um probably zero. Zero? You don't think I could complete one pass? Even no. like a screen or uh screens are kind of tough. What about well, just cuz they the, I mean if you really really want to dive deep, right? First of all, an NFL football is pretty big. Yeah. I'm guessing it's bigger than you think it is. In terms of said. your hand. And um, yeah. I would bet your range of throwing it downfield is probably. Dump off pass. Right. So it's right. So really your only option is a dump off or a swing or a slant, something short, right? And anything you throw is going to be not having a lot of, you know, power, I don't think, yeah. in yeah. the NFL standards. Yeah. So the defense could basically play like press coverage one yard off line of scrimmage. <laughs> what if you gave <laughs> What if, gave me the nerf football. Three yards. what if you gave me the Nerf football that I can throw 40 yards? Or just like maybe like a youth football. That you yeah, yeah. What if you give me a far. youth football that I could chuck down the field? I still would be maybe one. God, two? Come on. I don't know. Yeah. Because, yeah. I just, it's, it's, they're. The arm strength thing, I think, is such an underrated talent it that is. all those guys have. Like, it's so crazy too because you watch it on television; it looks like they're barely moving their arm. Right. CJ Stroud throws it sixty-five yards on Sunday. Yep. And just like even like I said, like you're like, oh, what about swing pass? Well, look, like they have to throw that swing pass typically pretty hard. Yeah. Because if they throw any kind of lollipop, like that's a pick six. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's yeah. just kind of underestimated. Like because they all are so strong, like you yeah. just take it for granted. Mm-hmm. But yeah. okay, yeah. Do you remember that show? Like, was it uh, Joe's versus Pros? Or oh whatever? yes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just have like professional athletes against regular guys. Like, I just remember there was one. It's one on one. Who the defensive? Guy, I know. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. More of a memory. They had like a defensive guy. So like they had there's like I don't know if they're like the Oklahoma drill, but like they had to like make it through. You know, a defensive NFL yes. defensive player like tackling them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was just lighting them up. 
Well, I'd probably only make it one play because after I got hit by name your defensive player, I'm probably out for the year. So. Right. JJ Watt. Or not yeah. JJ Watt. DJ <laughs> Watt. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Anyways. Or Kevin so, Pat Williams doing a little oh my gosh. sandwich. Oh, I don't know if I'd rather get hit by a Pat Williams because there's a little flubber there. Or Kevin Williams, all muscle. I think I'd rather get hit by a Pat Williams. You'd rather get hit by a super fat guy? Elation or, or devastation? I think either way, it's devastation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Will it be elation or devastation for Josh Dobbs when the Las Vegas Raiders game comes along? Do you think he will be the starting quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings in two weeks. It's hard. I, I, oh, I that's what she said. I lean. Yes. I lean. Yes. Mm. But mainly for this reason, I think, I think they're going to give him a chance with Jefferson because he hasn't had that opportunity yet. I think so too. I'm on the same wavelength as you but are. I do think it's very possible if, because I, I don't think they're going to save reps, right? I think they're going to give all three guys reps with the first team, I would think. Um, it's very possible that Hall looks better in practice with Jefferson or Mullins looks better in practice with Jefferson. They just end up deciding, hey, because they're not tied to Dobbs. It doesn't matter, right? They, yeah. There's no... Their mode is, what is the best chance for us to win? That is what we are doing. So, if that you know, I think it's very possible it could be Hall and it, very mm-hmm. possible even it could be Mullins. Mullins is much more Kirk Cousins like um, with how he runs an offense. Again, not nearly the same talent, of course, but just the style a little bit. So, yeah. compared to Hall and Dobbs, who are very different. Um, and we can't forget about Steve Brodchka. Oh, know? of course. Yeah, so, I'm sorry. A lot of options. I, I think they lean Dobbs just because he has, before last week, he looked good, right? Or okay to good most mm-hmm. of the time and great a few times. So I think they lean Dobbs, but I think it's very possible the other two, you know, basically <laughs> I did see somebody, how was it? Darren Wolf said, it made me laugh. It was like, it was like a little, one of those little cutouts from a podcast or something. And it was like, yeah, his, he was giving his take on this exact thing. And he was like, well, I think it could be Dobbs, <laughs> but I think there's a realistic chance that it could be Hall. <laughs> and you can't forget about Mullins. And I was like, "Wow, that was great insight." And I, I, I just did the same thing, but <laughs> could be any of the three. There's a chance, or maybe the chance it's none of the three. I think you go Wildcat with Ty Chandler and Alexander Madison. Tell you what, man, um, I think it's Josh Dobbs without it's question, with a short leash. Where if the first two quarters is not doing much. The Minnesota Vikings are coming out with Jaron Hall in the third quarter. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's my very com- – I'm very confident in that take. I don't know why. I, I don't. I, I think the magic that Josh Dobbs provided in the first two games and the electricity with his legs and the Justin Jefferson factor as well that you mentioned, I think with all of those things, he didn't play great in the second half against the Denver Broncos. And then he played terrible for almost the entire game against the Chicago Bears besides the one touchdown drive. I think the Vikings will give him one more chance, one more half, to prove that he can be the guy for the entire game. Mm -hmm. 
and for the maybe the rest of the season. Like I said, I, I think I, I pretty much agree with that. I agree. The only like I said, the only chance is if one of those other two guys really stand out during the next two weeks, right? Yeah. But again, they're gonna give Dobbs the first chance. He seems like he's good enough to keep it, at least for mm-hmm. now. And again, yeah, with Jefferson returning. I mean, that would help anybody, right? You mm-hmm. would have a much better chance completing a pass to Justin Jefferson than KJ Osborne. So, right. you know, it will help him a lot. Now, but can he throw it far enough downfield to really make it hurt? That's another question, right? Mm-hmm. We know Mullins is more like that. Hall, mm-hmm. we're not so sure on. Yeah. And Dobbs, we're not so sure on either. So we'll see it on that side of it a little bit. But mm-hmm. Do you blame... Well, first, give me a reaction to Dobbs's four-interception day against the Bears and the Vikings. <laughs> we haven't talked about that yet. Yeah, I mean, he played horrible, obviously. Decision-making was poor. Um, a couple of those, it's hard because the first pick where the corner was, like, jumping the in route and then mm-hmm. went out and got that out route, like, that was a phenomenal defensive play. Like, I understand how he got fooled by that one. Um, if he just throws it a little better, it's probably a completion. But that was an insane pick in my mind. Like, that was just a really good pick. Um so he had stuff like that where it wasn't totally his fault, but then the the one where he like the D tackle, like picked it off. Like I don't know what he's trying to do there. The one where it should have been a pick six. Uh, I think Hawkinson was running like an out or somebody. Mm-hmm. I think it was Hawkinson, and the defender completely like it looked like it was a throw to the defender, and he should have it been did. a walk in pick six, but it just yeah. somehow dropped. Um, people were ripping that fourth and was it seven? Yeah, or, or five, yeah whatever it was seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, if he puts that ball just anywhere ahead of Hawkinson, it's a first down. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what people can rip it all they want. I get it. You rip it when it doesn't work, but it's aggressive, smart playing when you get it right. Yeah. There's no, there's no it's winning. The complete. It's the most like Monday morning quarterback hindsight. Yeah. Officer coordinator thing. Oh, what a stupid play. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> what a great play. Because, I mean, it's that simple. The play worked. If Dobbs just throws it a foot further or two feet further, whatever, to make Hawkinson keep his momentum going forward, that's an automatic first down. But he throws it behind Hawkinson. He has to kind of wait for it, lean back for it, gets tackled. You know, mm-hmm. so Dobbs had plenty of mistakes. Um, the magic of his feet seemed to be gone. He is. Teams have figured that out, right? He's pretty skittish in the pocket. and they They're learning that they have to contain him kind of outside in, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. teams are now trying to keep him in the pocket. They don't yep. want him to scramble. They're trying yep. to, you know, he does his little, again, no coach could ever want to teach it, right? The little, he turns his body completely around, does like a spin move out of there, where if he takes a sack, it's going to be a 15 yarder now because he's the way he's spinning out of there. Mm-hmm. He's also prone to more turnovers because he's always, you know, they're they're curling around him, again, to contain him. And so he always, like, how many times last on Monday did you were you worried that from behind he was going to get a sack fumble? I feel like yeah. it was like 10 times because, again, he the way he scrambles in the pocket, it's risky business because those defenders are coming from behind now. Totally. And so he just, lots of stuff that he does that obviously makes, you know, hey, you've been a backup quarterback for 10 years. We get it. Um, you know, we know why. Um but some of that magic is still going to be there. His legs still work. He he does throw a decent ball from time to time. So, um, yeah, it just that's that's Josh, that's, 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 Josh, that's Josh Dobbs for you. So. Yeah, right. And yeah, the that's up, the Josh Dobbs up, experience. Up, 
Yeah. And that's what we saw against the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, yep. he was sensational against New Orleans, against the New Orleans Saints. But the Atlanta Falcons was the complete Josh Dobbs experience. He fumbled mm-hmm. twice. The defense bailed us out. He got sacked for a safety. And then he scrambled for an insane touchdown. He scrambled for for an amazing play on fourth and seven, fourth and eight, something like that. Yep, and then he threw yeah. a touchdown to Powell for the win. Yeah. It's the full Josh Dobbs experience. That's what we're going to get. We're going to get the highest of highs, plays that we've never, ever, ever seen before from a Minnesota Vikings quarterback. And we're going to get the lowest of lows where he looks like Christian Ponder in 2023. Yep. The so. other uh, thing that I feel like we has gone slightly unnoticed, the Vikings defense has been phenomenal. Yes. Daniel Hunter's leading the NFL in sacks. Or You've got to resign him. Yeah, they got to. Think. Oh, yeah. I, I hope they do. Yeah. Um, Flores is probably going to leave, I would imagine. So probably. Pick him back up, but hopefully we get to keep him. And if not, hopefully we have somebody who can kind of do the same thing. That Maybe he's bring doing. Ed Donatel back. <laughs> Mike Zimmer? He might be available. Hey. Um, but yeah, that, that, I think that can't go understated how insane. You know, the fact that we only gave up four field goals or whatever, mm-hmm. like the defense, the short fields that are being put on, they were just playing out of the, and I know the Bears aren't like a world beater on offense, but you know we've given up one touchdown the last two games, um, and sadly we're zero and two. But you know, yeah. Are you knocking down Kevin O'Connell's door right now, like a lot of Minnesota Vikings furious fans are? I've seen a lot of flack on Kevin O'Connell, and I disagree with it. I think O'Connell's a fantastic coach. Um, I think he's a genius play caller. I think you could look around the league at every single head coach and say, oh, this play call sucked or that play call sucked. Sean Payton, perfect example. A brilliant offensive mind. Minnesota Vikings fans hate him, and that's okay. But the Denver Broncos are like seven and five now after starting the season one and five. And that two point conversion call against the Minnesota Vikings when they're up by a one, the play was a quarterback tossed to the running back in a shotgun. And I don't think they gained a single yard and they had two yards to convert the two point conversion. Stupid play call. Coaches all over the league have stupid play calls, but because Minnesota Vikings fans are so What's the word I'm looking for? So, you know, cutthroat or just like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know. So quick, focused quick, on the quick, Minnesota quick. Vikings. Yeah. There's, they, they think Kevin O'Connell's the only coach in the NFL that has a bad play call here and there. Yeah. I don't blame Kevin O'Connell at all. How are you supposed to win a game when your quarterback has four interceptions? Mm. How are you supposed to put the ball in his hands? When he has four interceptions, I know he threw a touchdown, but at the same time, you got to run the ball as well. And the Mike and the Minnesota Vikings couldn't run the ball. Yeah, you can't hear me. Oh, great. Yep, can't hear him. Oh.
Can you? I, I heard you a little bit. Are you there? Every night in my dreams, I see you. I feel you. That is how I know you. Go on. Oh, we're back. He's back. I Sorry. I have nice vehicles now. All it takes the truck, my phone connects. And mm-hmm. It's Look not that. as easy to dis. Man. But I'm sure That's you cool. made great points the last minute. Yeah. So, Kevin O'Connell. No. Yeah. Well, so, so I'm sure it's great. I heard most of it. And then at the very end, I missed it. But um, my point was just going to be if you got one of the good ones, as long as his voice is not stale, right, you got to keep him. So, like, mm-hmm. Kevin O'Connell, right, does he get – every coach makes mistakes, like you were saying. He generally seems to make more good mis- good uh, decisions than bad decisions, generally speaking. And he seems to have the locker room, right? Like, last year you watch – like, he has the locker room. The guys are in support of him. Um, he does a great job as a leader, which honestly is half the battle, is keeping those guys on his side. Um you know, you see like plenty like Dean Evison, right? Just kind of wore thin on the wild. Good coach, but eventually it's time you got to move on. Kevin O'Connell's not there yet. The locker room's still in on him. And you're right. Play call the play call. Of course, there's things you could have done differently. Um, that will always happen. Not a single person will ever call 100% success rate on their place. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's, of course, there's things that pop up, but I'm more focused on coaching, right? Do you have a guy that the locker room is in on? And as long as they're still in on them, you know, they're all NFL coaches. Every once in a while, of course, there's a clunker where they sh- don't belong, right? They shouldn't be an NFL coach, head coach. Mm-hmm. You know, those guys come around from time to time um, where it just doesn't work out. But clearly, O'Connell's good enough to make it work out. You know, what, 13 and 4 last year? Like, the proof is in the. He's done it before. He's it's on just, his third quarterback this year. Right. Justin Jefferson has been out for six, seven games. The team started 0 and 3. Yep. And the team is 500. <laughs> what, who in the right mind can say that Kevin O'Connell is a bad coach with all of those trash circumstances coming upon him? And a whole, I mean, how many new defensive starters, new defensive coordinator? I mean, the, <laughs> you got to remember the over under with everybody, right? Healthy Kirk Cousins, healthy Justin Jefferson. The over under was what were we at? Eight and a half? You know, yeah, so Vegas like thought that. we'd win nine games, go nine and eight or go eight, and nine. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're on track to do it <laughs> right. with Dobbs and with Hall and with Cousins and without Jefferson and all this stuff. So, you know, Acres too. you know, back up running back getting hurt. We've had it. You know, we just had a lot of things happen. Yeah. So Kirk Cousins yeah. was on an MVP trajectory if everything yeah. went right for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. And. He got hurt. Blue yep. his Achilles. Who's your quarterback? I guess our rookie Jaron Hall, fifth round pick. Lee gets hurt. Bring in Josh Tops. Yeah. Trade for him. Bring him in. Doesn't know the playbook. Somehow you beat the Falcons and the Saints with a guy that doesn't know the playbook. And yep. then he loses two games in a row yeah. against the Broncos and Bears. Yeah. By by less than a field goal. <laughs> right. Right, the both games they could have, should have won. Right, it's like they win yeah. this game and no one is saying anything. 
The Minnesota yeah. Vikings defense intercepts Russell Wilson and Justin Fields on their final possession. And KOC is a genius. Yeah. And the one thing about, I know I saw with the play calling specifically, right? We, we got that, we get the fumble recovery, right? We've forced the fumble and it's first and 10 on their, you know, 45 or whatever we were at. Do you, now I think you could have attempted the field goal. I was a little disappointed they didn't. Um, but in terms of people are mad at the play calling, like be aggressive, go get a first down. Well, yes, I, you know, I agree with that in theory, especially if Kirk Cousins is your quarterback, I agree with that. Josh Dobbs was your quarterback. He had four interceptions. I'm not necessarily trying to be aggressive with Josh Dobbs, you know, as much now. What yes. What proof they, was there that he could be aggressive in that situation? Right. It would have been hard, right? Because again, four interceptions, oh, wasn't, said. wasn't completing any throws, mm-hmm. you know, hardly any, right. He's not accurate. He was struggling, you know, whatever. So I, I get his decision to, Hey, let's get their timeouts out of the way. Let's see if we can pick up first ground on the first down on the run or on the ground and get into field goal range and kick a field goal, right? Get it. You know, if you get enough yards, you get a field goal. Um, I thought they could have attempted it, you know, in indoors 60 yarder, you know, it seems worth it versus, you know, especially considering the punt we had, right. If you pin them inside like the five or 10 yard line, then now it's suddenly different. Well, you missed that kick. And it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, they only got like 20 yards to go, but again, the punt was so terrible. They only had 40 yards to go. Anyway. Yeah, so right. The punt like, was awful. Right. But, yeah, that was bad. You know, cause that, that the whole game might be different. I mean, Ryan, right. If you just put that inside the 10, yeah. You know, or even the, maybe the 50. I mean, it was like 23. <laughs> it was a te- it was a terrible punt. It was one yeah, the one of the worst timed, you know, worst times to have the worst punt too for the season. So, mm-hmm. anyway, a lot of things that could have happened that could have made all that decision making look just fine and it yeah. just wasn't that wasn't the Vikings game. So, you yeah. Are you devastated or elated when people share their Spotify pot, uh music <laughs> uh tracks? I am I guess devastated. Devastation. Now, I like looking at my own. Some interest. I'm like, oh, what did I, you know, what? Because you don't always think about what you listen to, right? You kind of look at the recap and look, you know, what songs you listen to and who you listen to and whatever. I just, every single person sharing theirs, like it's some unique, interesting thing. Like, I get it. You're the millionth person to post that Taylor Swift was your top listened to artist this year. Like, cool. And I'm not mm-hmm. judging the people. Listen to, I like, obviously listen to whatever you want. It's not like I care who's on that Spotify rap list. I don't care who your artists are. But that's, I guess my point is who who out there, like if you post your top five songs from the year that you listen to on Spotify, what person is going to look at that and go, wow, I'm so interested that Tim listened to, you know, Madness by Muse as his Tell number what, one song this year. Tell you what, don't put it past people. I I know people consume that content. I guess <laughs> apparently it's a controversial take because people just love <laughs> people just love Spotify wrapped. And I just like again, it's fine. I, like I look at mine and go, oh, okay, that's kind of interesting. But to look at anyone else's and go, oh, that's what they're listening to. I am enthralled with yeah. how interesting this is. I, I just don't care who cares. Yeah. Like who cares? Mm-hmm. I'd rather look at mine than look at somebody else's. That's right. At least mine tells me like, oh, what did I listen to this year? Like you know, what mood was I in? What artists that i listen to who like whatever mm-hmm. why would i care i don't care what you listen to tim sorry yeah right yeah yeah like i said i'd I rather look at mine all day long than look at somebody else i guess the only way i'm interested is if they show us 
And they show us the podcast section, and Minnesota Tim Podcast <laughs> is number one on their list. Right. Yeah, Caleb be. Fails, I mean... post your post your rap. Caleb <laughs> <laughs> Fails. Yeah, actually, he listens to podcast all the time, so I don't know that we'd actually make his top. Oh five, man, but... that's ridiculous. He's cheating on us. He is. We're broken. Yeah. Come on, come on, Caleb. Hey, last thing. Yeah. Your boy, well, I guess our boy, uh, Jared, might be joining the Royals men's league team. I heard this. I saw. I, I'm still part of the Facebook group. Oh yeah, you saw. Yeah, I'm heart. I'm a, little, I'm a little heartbroken. There's some sponsorship talk, so I thought it would. You know, I heard. I saw that. If there's some Hokeland uh, farm, you know, we can get some T-shirts. Yeah, that'd be sick. Or just pay the hundred eighty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Split eight ways isn't too bad. No, it's not that bad. I think you you, you owe like twenty bucks or something like yeah, that. But. Yeah, that's hilarious. All right, everyone, thank you for listening to this episode. Check out Hokeland Farm if you haven't already. Contact Jared at the phone number I listed earlier, something about like nine five two. And uh, Jacob, thank you as always for thank you your contributions to the pod and for your efforts in getting up early to record and deliver takes as always. And to our listeners, thank you as always. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe and hit the like button. If you're listening to podcast app, follow, subscribe, rate, review. We would greatly appreciate that. Thank you for making this podcast part of your day. And everyone have a great day. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.